Money Pit is brought to you by Glisten and Quick Creep. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT because we are here to help you with your home improvement projects. If there's a project on your to-do list, give us a call. We'll help it, help you slide it over to that done pile. And then you can pick up another project to uh, to take advantage of that beautiful weekend that we have in front of us. 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, you're about to spend a lot more time indoors this fall. And mice and rodents would like nothing more than to head right inside with you. So we're going to have some easy tips for keeping those critters outside where they belong. And do you look around your home? unsure where you should be investing your time and money? Well, here's a sure bet. Let the age of your house and the era that it was built show you where to start. We're going to share some tips just ahead. And if your house looks dated, why not bring it up to speed with some big, bold patterns? We've got tips on the hot design trends on deck for 2016 and advice on how you can add those to your walls for no more than you spend on a solid color. And if it's been a while since your dishwasher and garbage disposer got a good, thorough cleaning, then today's prize is for you. We are giving away a Glisten Family of Cleaners prize pack. Glisten are the machine cleaning experts. Glisten gets rid of kitchen grunge, buildup germs, and that odor. It's a prize worth 50 bucks. so call us right now for the answer to your home improvement question and your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Laurel in Pennsylvania is dealing with some stinky drains at home. Tell us what's going on. My bathroom drain and the kitchen drain, they're, they're starting to smell like garbage. And nothing I put down their house. Well, can you help me? What have you tried to do in terms of cleaning them? Like um, dishwashing liquid in real hot, sudsy water. Laurel, the odor that you're describing is most likely what we call biogas or biofilm. Okay. Because of the moisture and the waste that gets into these lines, they form sort of a mass of biological material that sort of gels together and releases an awful odor, kind of like something that's rotting. And there's no way to kind of make it simpler than that, but it's really kind of a gross thing. So what you need to do is just sort of rinsing it out with hot, soapy water is not going to do this. You've got to take the drain cover off. You've got to get into the drain with like a bottle brush or something like that and scrub the inside of the pipe. And that will start to break down the biofilm, and that should help eliminate the odor problem. It's not just a matter of rinsing it out because that's kind of just feeding it. You literally have to abrade this gross stuff away to make it clean once again. Okay? All right. And I really enjoy your program every week. Thanks so much, Laurel. Good luck with that project. Then call again. Jim in Arkansas is on the line with a chimney question. How can we help you today? Well, the reason I called is because I have an issue with my fireplace. It's just a regular wood burner. It doesn't have an insert in it. And I want to seal the chimney for health and energy loss reasons. You know, I I was thinking about putting a, a, a steel plate on the top because here in the Ozarks, whenever we get bad weather and that wind is howling, it sounds like a freight train coming through my fireplace, and I have quite a bit of a draft. And the damper, you know, just does not hold, you know, securely enough, so I don't get that air uh, th- through there. I was wondering, can you give me some advice as to who to contact if it's feasible to do something like this? 
Is safety a concern? It's certainly feasible to do this project. It's sort of the kind of project that you've got to be a bit creative with because what you're going to want to do is try to form some sort of weather-tight shield across the top of the flue. I would tell you, that whatever you do to this, make it removable, because chances are, if you sell this house at some point in the future, you know somebody might find it really attractive to have a fireplace there in the Ozarks and want to you know, reactivate this chimney, so to speak. So... However you seal it across the top, you got to find out, find an easy way to do that. You know, one thing that comes to mind is that there's a damper that fits in the top of a chimney liner, and it's sort of like a weighted heavy metal door. And the way it's activated is that there's a stainless steel cable that goes down through the middle of the chimney, and it's uh, hooked onto the side of the fireplace. And when you release the cable, the door flops open. So that would be a, a way to put a device up there that's really designed for a flu and will serve the dual purpose of sealing off the draft from the top. Okay. Well, I thank you very much for uh, giving me the time, and I love your show. Listen to it two hours every Sunday morning. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jim. It's nice to hear. We appreciate it. You are tuned into the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, do you know when your house was built? Each era of home construction came with its own set of construction strengths and weaknesses. We'll teach you how to match your home's year to the help it needs most after this. You live in a money pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. 
and its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, whether you just hung a for sale sign, found the house of your dreams, or both, there's a home inspection on your horizon. We've got tips to help you prepare and make sure it's a thorough one online with our home inspection checklist for buyers and sellers on moneypit.com. Now we've got Jan from Iowa on the line who's dealing with a contractor that didn't make good on his promises. How can we help you, Jan? I, I can't get no money from him. He won't, he won't call me or he won't answer the phone or nothing. I can't. Let's start at the beginning, um, Jan. So tell, tell us what happened. I hired him to fix up my sun deck to shore it up and everything. Okay. I had to put stairs on it and everything. And then there's little loose different places, you know. He, right. He took the job, you know, and I pay for the materials as he got them, and uh, they fixed it, and then everything's crooked on it. He left a jack there underneath there, and there's supposed to be a post there, you know. So you get a contractor involved to fix your up your sun deck. He uh, purchased some materials, or you purchased some materials. He started putting some things together, and he, and he basically left it half done and took off, and you haven't seen him since, right? Well, no, he says he's all done, you know, and I paid him, you know, and I... And I had the inspector come out, and everything was wrong. The steps are crooked. When you walk down them, you almost fall forward. And All right. Now you've paid this guy? Yeah. You've paid him for the labor? Yes, and I, I bought the parts. So you paid him in full. Why did you pay him in full before the job was done? Well, I thought it was done. He said it was all done. Right. So at this point, you're probably going to have to take him to small claims court. There's a dispute about the quality of the work here. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be sorted out that way. You know, if he took your money and didn't do any work, then you could charge him with theft. And that's very effective, by the way. If you ever find yourself in that situation, if a contractor takes your money and just doesn't do the work, you can actually file a, a criminal complaint against them and charge him with theft. But since he did some of the work, but he didn't do it well, now it's a dispute over the quality of the work. And, and that's going to have to be sorted out uh, in a civil suit. Unfortunately. Yeah, but I haven't got any proof, you know, that I, I gave him money, I gave him cash. Let me give you a suggestion. Next time you want to hire somebody, you know, stop hiring the guys that are walking up and down your street. Get online, use a site like Angie's List, find some good quality people with some reviews, and you won't have the same issues. Jan, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we're heading on over to Ohio with Bobby, who cut down a tree, but is now wondering what's going on with the dirt settling and sidewalk. This sounds like it's got an interesting story, Bobby. What happened to the tree? Uh, well, got a disease in it, and uh, 
they recommended that I cut it down before it falls on my house. So uh, I had it cut down, and they ground out the stump. And now uh, I was wondering how long do I have to wait for the uh, dirt to settle or if I even have to wait to, to extend my sidewalk. Well, I certainly wouldn't want to build a sidewalk on top of all of the ground out sawdust because that clearly is going to decay away. I think the best thing to do is to try to add some stone to that stumped area, maybe rake out all of the sawdust and pack it with stone and then make sure the the new sidewalk uh, is poured over that stone or even embed some of the stone into the concrete because otherwise you're going to build the sidewalk on top of an unstable piece of soil, and that could crack. Another option there is to have the mason add some reinforcement to the sidewalk and make sure the reinforcement straddles the weak area of the soil so that, again, if you do get some additional compression, the sidewalk won't crack and sink in that area. You're wise to raise this question. You do need to work around it, and I think a good quality mason can can help you do that. Okay, thank you very much. Well, as long as there have been homes, there have been home repairs. But if you know when your house was built, you can figure out what your home is likely to need most. Was your house built between 1900 and 1920? Then chimneys from this era were made of brick, no terracotta clay liners. Now, if you peek up yours and you see brick only, you need to call an expert before lighting your next fire. There's a good chance that your chimney is unsafe. And if your home went up between 1900 and 1940, water pressure could be an issue. You might be the owner of some original steel plumbing pipes. And those run the risk of bursting, even if they've not done so already. And just as steel plumbing was falling out of favor, asbestos, now known to be really harmful to your health, was on the rise. So check whether asbestos still exists on your old 1940s heating pipes. You want to call a pro to remove it and then re-insulate with a non-toxic product ASAP. Whatever you do, do not remove the asbestos yourself. And houses built between 1940 and 1960 often put all of the electrical needs on one circuit, which could explain why your lights dim when the other appliances are turned on. And if your house went up as energy prices were up in the 70s, there's a good chance it was constructed tightly And that's a feature that can lead to indoor air pollution or worse, toxic mold. Now, if you suspect that your home might not be ventilated properly, you can install an air-to-air heat exchanger. During cold winters, this device will bring fresh air into your home without wasting the heat. And if you suspect your home might not be ventilated properly, you can install an air-to-air heat exchanger. Now, during cold winters, this is the device that will bring fresh air into your home without wasting heat. All right, we've got Anthony in Tennessee on the line. How can we help you today? Yeah, I got a, a 99, 379 Peterbilt, and it's got one bed in it, and we pretty much live in the truck, and we're, we're wanting to turn that one bed into a bunk bed. We tried to widen it, and it didn't work out too good. So I got to go lightweight because I'm heavy, and the truck's real heavy. So if I do it in two-by-fours, it's going to be a real heavy, heavy truck. Anthony, you know what comes to mind that I think would be a good solution for you uh, is, is a metal bunk bed, an army cot bunk bed. You know, the army cots, if you just Google army cots and bunk beds, you will see a wide variety of metal bunk beds that are stackable. And they certainly have them in light-duty to heavy-duty designs. They're not terribly expensive. I, I see them online for three, four, five hundred dollars 
and they're not very heavy and they're super strong and they can be two full twin sides beds stacked one on top of another. Okay. Well, the bed that's in here, the frame of that bed is part of the truck. So it has to sit on top of that, correct? Yeah, I have to set something into that framework above my bed. Right. So then maybe what you want is just basically one half of that uh, cot-style bunk bed, and then you have to build supports to get it up in the air for the space. So I would take a look at these metal bunk beds online. I think you're going to find your solution there, and it's going to be a lot easier to deal with than trying to frame something that it would. Yeah, because then I could just set it in place and mount it to my bed. Exactly. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. All right, Anthony. Well, I'm glad we helped you out. And i got to say, this is one very unusual question for us, and I'm glad we were able to come up with a solution. Tracy in Ohio is on the line with a question about storm windows. How can we help you today? Um, My condo is fairly new. It was built in 2005. But the way that my the front of my condo faces where the weather blows in, I don't know if it's east or west, but um, last year I tried the strip thing and the plastic, and it and the wind blew so hard that it came loose. So then I tried duct taping it, and yeah, it didn't work at all. So I'm wondering, you know, we can't put storm windows on the outside because of the condo association rules. But I'm wondering, is there a company that makes something that goes on the inside of the windows, something magnetic or something that could help? Well, you certainly can get interior storm windows. It is a product that's available from many window manufacturers. Will You can order it probably. I would go to a regular window company and order these. But there's different types of interior storm windows that are available. The other thing that you can do that's really cheap, especially uh, if these are windows that you're not going to have to open. We don't like to recommend this for a bedroom window, but for other windows, because, of course, in a bedroom, you may have to open it for emergency egress, uh, fire hazard, that sort of thing, is you can get a weather stripping caulk. It's a it's a weather stripping a product that's in a tube, like a caulk tube, and you essentially caulk the seams of the window shut. And the thing about the weather stripping product is in the spring, you peel it off and it doesn't damage the windows. It looks like that sort of white gooey stuff that they stick credit cards, you know, to uh, offers in the mail when you get the credit card and it's on the back of the card. It's like that rubbery stuff. It just peels right off and it doesn't damage anything. So that's something that maybe you haven't tried yet. You could give a shot. And then, of course, if you want to go with a, a, you know, maybe a more permanent solution, you could order interior storm windows and have them made. Well, I could squirt that stuff on there and then in the spring I could peel it back off. That's correct. Yep. Unlike regular caulk, this is a temporary caulk. Wonderful. It sounds wonderful. I will give that a try. Yeah, DAP makes a product called Seal N Peel, the letter N, Peel. So look it up. You might have to order it at a home center or a hardware store, but it works great. All right, I will try that. Thank you. Tracy, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, next up we've got Ray in Minnesota who's working on a decking project. How can we help you? Um, yeah, I just bought a house and it was built in 2008, and I have a big wraparound porch. And it looks like it's never been really maintained since they built it. And so, especially with the Minnesota winters up here and the weather, looking to seal it, but not really sure what to use. And also, you know, not really wanting to have to do it every single year, you know. So just wanted to get some advice about what I could do. So is the porch flooring uh, a finished floor or is it like a deck, like pressure treated? Pressure treated wood. It's a deck. And is there anything on it currently? Uh, no. So 
What you can do is you could apply a solid color deck stain to that. Okay. And a solid color stain is going to last longer than a semi-transparent or, or certainly a transparent stain. But you use a deck stain because deck stains also have some durability to them. Yeah, the benefit of the solid color stain is that because it's a stain, it's actually going to penetrate the surface of the wood. So the color will actually get into the lumber itself. And then a solid stain obviously has more pigment to it. So given the fact that your deck has had nothing on it for however many years, it probably looks a little worn in places and maybe worse for the wear. So a solid stain is going to sort of cover all of that up while giving you some color and still act as a stain since that's what it is. And you're generally, if you apply it correctly, you're going to get about five years on horizontal surfaces and, you know, about seven years on vertical. It really depends on the weather conditions, the application, how you prep it. Is the wood totally dried out when you're putting it on? But a solid stain is probably the best bet. Okay, okay. I I had one question about it. I've seen some commercials for some new products that... Uh, that are more kind of like concrete-based, almost like a more of a, a paint-type thing. What about those? Are those good, or would you recommend using something like that? Or don't don't do it. I think you're talking about the the, the products that are like liquid siding and things of that nature. If you were going to consider a product like that, I would Google the name of that product and the word complaints because we've seen a lot of complaints about those products that. Uh, claim to, you know, encapsulate the surfaces that they're applied to, just not working very well. I would stick with the basics. A good quality solid color stain uh, from a good manufacturer is going to last a long time, and you certainly won't be doing it every year. Okay, great. Well, I really appreciate the information and the help. Thank you again for taking my call. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, if a hurricane hit tomorrow, how would your house hold up? Well, stop the guesswork. Weatherproofing your home using DIY materials designed exclusively to keep you safe. Where to find them, coming up. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, hurricane season is winding down, but don't let that fool you. The most active time of the year for these wicked storms is in early fall, and winter's not far off either. So how can you prepare for extreme weather? Well, here to tell us about how you can get storm ready is Larry Shapiro from Grace Residential Building Materials. Welcome, Larry. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Tom. Nice to be with you guys. So, Larry, when your home goes through through the average rainstorm uh, and stays generally dry, people are always amazed that when you get wind-driven rain, such as that which is brought about by uh, severe weather, that the rules of gravity seem to no longer apply and water finds its way in. Yeah, that's the key. I mean, houses generally keep water out because they shed water. That's that gravity thing, right? (laughs) So 
Anytime you get anytime you get water that's moving against the force of gravity, i.e., driven by the wind, either it goes up the slope of the roof, and when it does that, it goes right under the shingles, under the tile, on the windows. It goes in through all the cracks around your windows, and if your siding is uh, clapboard siding or or something like that, it goes right up in between the clapboards and it gets into the house in all sorts of bad places. And this really isn't something that you can even anticipate unless you do get that wind-driven rain. So how do you best prepare? Well, your best prepare is when, when you, if you're doing a remodeling project or you're, 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 you're building a new house, you want to make sure that, um, you know, not only does your, does your house shed water, but that part's easy. That's the kind of the standard way we build houses. But you want to make sure that underneath the sheeting and uh, sheathing and underneath the roof, you put a secondary layer that allows, uh, that, that prevents leaks into the building envelopes. So that would be things like a fully adhered underlayment, uh, like Grace Ice and Water Shield on your roof. And that is a very simple product. goes on the roof. It sticks before you put the shingles of the tile down. It seals around all the fasteners when you nail your, your, your roofing to it. And it prevents roof leaks. If water happens to get up under the shingles, it has nowhere to go. It doesn't get in the house. And that's a terrific idea. You know, I have a, I have a family member who's rebuilding their home just now that it was destroyed by Hurricane Sandy, actually building a new home, I should say. And uh, the builder did not spec out for Grace Ice and Water Shield underneath the roof shingles. And I looked at his plans and said, you got to put this on. He's like, why? It was the builder said, I don't need it. Yeah, you don't need it technically, but if those shingles blow off, where do you want that water to go? And so he put it on. It was a minor additional expense, but it provides all this additional protection. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's really cheap insurance. Um, and it's good for, you know, for whenever the next hurricane is going to hit. And it's also good when you get uh, lots of snow up on your roof. That can cause uh, water to get up under the shingles uh, or tiles as well. Let's talk about the flashing around windows and doors because we get this call quite frequently where folks have tried many things. They've they've caulked, they've recaulked, they've adjusted J channels, they've taken off uh, drip edges and re- reinstalled them. Uh, and no matter how much of that material they throw at the leak, they can't quite nail it down. And we always say, look, if you tried the easy stuff, at some point you just got to kind of go back to the beginning because that's where the problem originated. It's how that building was put together around that window or around that door. Now, it used to be that installing these flashing materials that are designed to keep those areas dry was difficult and required a high, higher degree of skill. Um, you guys have come out in the past with very flexible and easy-to-install flashing materials. You mentioned the peel-and-stick nature of, of the ice and water shield. You have flashing materials that do the same thing, and I think what's cool about them is it's relatively easy to get that seal now, where before, if you got one part of the flashing assembly wrong, you were looking at a leak. That, that's right. I mean, uh, using, a, using a fully adhered flashing is super easy. And the nice thing about that is, you know, you put a window inside a, in, in a wall system, those things tend to move. You know, the building heats up, it cools down, it's got wind loads on it. You know, those things tend to move. So anything else you're going to use, you know, like caulks or sealants, over time, they, they break down, they split, and you wind up with leaks. With a fully adhered system like uh, we offer, it not only seals around the fasteners that, that end up going through it, it's, uh, it's flexible, it bends, it stretches, uh, it stays waterproof, and it's super easy and costs 
very little per window. I mean, uh, a few bucks per window, basically. You know, Larry, there seems to be so many different products that Grace offers to make your home watertight. So to avoid all that confusion, you know, where do you start to really figure out what's going to work best for your home? Well, ultimately, you're going to want to find a, a, a professional contractor to to uh, to actually make the the repairs or, or the or, or build the house in the first place and make sure that uh, uh, your your house is built properly. But as a homeowner, it's going to be, uh, you know, you're spending a lot of money on your home. It's one of your largest investments. You want to make sure that you're an educated homeowner so you can talk to the contractor and make sure to ask him the right questions. Now, with the advantage of the Internet, I mean, you can go online, go to uh, grace.com, and look up Grace Ice and Water Shield, look up Vicor Flashing, V-Y-C-O-R, and you can get a sense of really what the state of the art is in terms of technologies designed to keep water out of the building envelope, keep the weather outside, even when it's at its worst. And that's for hurricane force winds and driven rain. Or, you know, it's not too long we're going to see some winter for blizzards or or heavy snow, which can be just as devastating. And, of course, leaks always happen at the worst time and at the worst place. And, you know, a little prevention goes a long way because, you know, it doesn't cost a lot of money uh, to make sure your house is, is, is weathertight. Absolutely. And in fact, on Grace's website, and that is at grace.com, they have a home waterproofing interactive product guide that covers the areas of roofing, walls, windows, doors, decking, and even your below-grade spaces. So take, take a look at that interactive guide on grace.com. Larry Shapiro, the business director for Grace Residential Building Materials. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks for having me, Tom. Thanks, Leslie. All right, up next, are you looking for a fresh look that won't break the bank? We're going to tell you about patterns on your walls and how you can give your bedroom, living room, or home office a huge boost. Discover this cheap, easy way to make over your walls when we return. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, your kitchen appliances touch your food and your utensils, so it's important to keep them sanitized and clean. And today's prize can do just that for you. That's right. We're giving away a $50 prize pack of Glisten cleaning products, including Glisten Dishwasher Magic. It's going to disinfect and deodorize the parts of your dishwasher that you just can't reach. Learn more about Glisten, the machine cleaning experts at glistencleaners.com. And call us right now for home improvement help and your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Rick in New Jersey, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Uh, when our house was built, in place of the usual wooden boards that are used to trim around the edges of the roofs and around the bottom of the house, they use a plastic composite type material. Okay. And it it's used in place of wood and it, you know, maintenance-free, lasts forever, that kind of stuff. With the exception that any place this wood is, this composite material is cut, it becomes um, kind of a haven for mold and mildew, and you get green growth there. And it's you spend a lot of time and effort continually pressure washing to clean it out. So what I'm looking for is some means of sealing. Is there a, some way of sealing this to prevent this mold growth? on 
what is otherwise a maintenance-free material. Well, if it's composite, it, it may be a product called AZEK, A-Z-E-K, and that's paintable. And so you could, you know, paint those areas, and that might tend to seal it in a bit more. Because I think what you're saying is that the, the cut areas are probably more uh, absorbent than the surface areas, and so you're getting a little more moisture. Maybe it's a trap. There's a little rougher surface there. It might be a trap for uh, for dirt that feeds mildew or, or algae and that sort of thing. So what comes to mind right away is that you simply could paint it. But, of course, you know what comes after paint, repaint. Exactly. <laughs> it takes away the maintenance-free aspect of it. But is exactly. there a type of paint that would be more conducive or last longer, like a, an epoxy-type paint or something like that? Not for surface like that. No, you would just use an exterior paint, and you would probably prime it first. So it wouldn't be latex. It would be an enamel? No, you would use a 100% acrylic latex paint. That's what AZEC recommends uh, be used. And, you know, you also might want to take a look at Sherwin-Williams for the paint manufacturer, because I know that they have paints that are specifically made for uh, vinyl or PVC products, which is what that product is. AZEC is simply an extruded cellular PVC. Not everybody does this, but some contractors tend to skip the step of filling holes when it comes to a composite trimming. You know, they're like, I can't see it, it's okay. But this could give you the opportunity, if you're going to paint the trim as well, to go ahead and fill any nail holes and... You know, that'll really give it almost a more natural wood look. You know, the brush strokes, it, it could be a good thing. Okay. Thank you very much. That's a great idea. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if a fresh coat of paint can instantly update a room, imagine what a crafty pattern can do. Patterns on walls and furniture are poised to be one of the hottest design looks of 2016. Yeah, hot and affordable, too. You can use a simple stencil, straight edge, or painter's tape to add eye-catching arrangements to your space. Stay on trend with these up-and-coming patterns. Basic stripes are getting a boost. You can vary the width to give the lines you add character and dimension. Yeah, and remember that game Cubert? Well, Mod Optic 3D Cubes will get your compliments and work especially well if you have solid colored modern furniture. Or take your cue from the popular chevron patterns and swap out zigzags for lines featuring sporadic angles and curves, all of which will deliver a spectacular looking new space. Pam in Colorado's on the line. How can we help you today? We have uh, floors throughout our house. Most of them are carpeted uh, that squeak, like, you know, bedrooms, hallway, living room, stairs, things like that. And then a bathroom that has um, the, the vinyl flooring, the laminate flooring. Um, and we've tried, uh, there, was a, there was a little kit that you could buy at Ace Hardware where you find the floor joists and then you put screws every so often down into the joist, I guess, and that didn't work. It only made it worse. So you're trying to fix a squeaky floor that's under what kind of flooring material? Carpet? Yes, carpet. I'm sorry. Yes, carpet. All right. It's wall-to-wall carpet? Yes, it is. All right. So here's the trick of the trade, Pam. You ready? I am ready. I'm so ready. What you want to do, um, the the first thing you need is a a good stud finder. You're going to get like a Stanley stud sensor so that you can use a device, electronic device, that will allow you to sort of peek through the carpet and identify exactly where the floor joists are below. And once you identify the floor joists, what you're going to do is take a number 10 or number 12 galvanized finish nail. And 
we say galvanized because it's a little rougher than, than, a, than a regular plated finish nail. It tends to hold better. And then you're going to drive that at a slight angle, like about a 15-degree angle, right through the carpet and right through the subfloor and right into the floor joist. Now, when you do that, you'll notice that the carpet sort of sags down and gets like dimpled where the nail head goes through. The trick is to grab the nap of the carpet right around the nail head and pull it through the nail head. It'll pop through and then you sort of brush the carpet and you'll that nail will disappear below it and you won't see it again. So you can get away with actually fixing a squeak through carpet with this trick of the trade. Oh, wow. That would be awesome. And again, could you tell me the type of nail one more time? Yeah, number 10 or number 12, galvanized finish nail. Okay, number 10 or number 12, floor joist at a 15-degree angle. Yeah, but you got to find that joist or, you're, or you can't be nailing into air. You know, you want to make sure you're nailing into the floor joist, okay? Okay, thanks so much. You have an awesome show. All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Hey, if a cozy house is appealing to you, imagine how it looks to rodents who want to get in there. We've got tips to keep critters from joining you indoors this fall after this. You live in a body pit. Body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by QuickCrete. It's what America's made of. For project help from start to finish, download the new QuickCrete mobile app. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, are you tempted to step on it and just install the first floor you like? Well, with a little homework and a little patience goes a long way when you're picking out a floor. And it's one of the bigger home investments you can make. We've got the pros and the cons for nine different flooring options to help you pick the best one for your home, your family, and your budget online on our homepage right now at moneypit.com. All right. And while you're online, post your question, just like Grant did, who writes, we just remodeled our basement. When we tore out some paneling around a window, thousands of little insect wings flew out all over the place. It was pretty disgusting. Any idea what these could be? Yeah, (laughs) probably termites. Termites are carpenter ants, but most likely termites. I mean, they live in the soil and they build mud tubes to travel in and out of your house for a free meal of luscious floor joists and wall studs or just about any other tasty organic morsel they can find. And during the warmer months, they're going to grow wings and they're going to swarm. They'll leave the safety of their nest, which is deep in the soil, and they'll fly off and wreak more havoc on houses. So if I'm right, uh, there's no surprise that you found them near the window because once termites fly, they head right for that lighted space. So here's what you need to do. First off, I want you to contact a local pest management pro and order a comprehensive inspection of your home because much of the damage termites cause might not be that obvious to you, but if you have a trained pro come in, they'll be able to spot it pretty easily. Now, termites are often found in basements near windows, just like what happened to you. Uh, But if the termites are confirmed, you're going to need to get a treatment. And I would request it be done with a fairly new class of high-tech undetectable termite liquid called Termidor. Uh, It's an undetectable termiticide. It's applied to the soil, and because the termites can't detect it, they willingly uh, bring it back to their nest, and they spread it to all their other termite pals, and it wipes out the entire colony. Kind of like germ warfare for termites. It's a good thing (laughs) when you want to keep them away from your house. Yeah, and you don't need to feel guilty about it because you really don't want them there, so just don't even think about it. Use the termiticide, be happy, and just know that they'll go away. Don't think about it. (laughs) 
Well, it becomes a real problem when temperatures drop. Mice, rats, and other rodents will make their way into homes for relief from the chill. But take heart, there are ways to keep them out today and avoid infestations for months to come. Leslie is going to tell you how in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you know, it's not as easy as hanging a no vacancy sign, but you can make some changes that'll keep mice and critters from moving on and away from your house and on perhaps to the next warm haven. Now, remember, mice can squeeze through spaces smaller than a nickel. So seal any potential entrances to your home with sheet metal, steel wool or cement expandable foam insulation they can gnaw right through it guys so if you take that route you want to add some steel wool to the mix if your dog or cat isn't the only animal that comes running at the smell of pet food wet or dry it is enticing to rodents so enticing that they will chew through heavy duty food bags just for a taste so you want to keep dry pet food in sealed canisters and rinse out pet food bowls before you head to bed each and every night now give your kitchen counters and tables a swipe each evening too because your discarded crumbs are an outdoor animal's feast and while it doesn't seem to help their iq Critters like newspapers and magazines as much as you do. So get rid of stacks of paper and cardboard that mice and rodents can turn into nesting sites. Hey, if you need some more ways to keep your house critter free, head to my blog. It's got solutions for all areas of your home, inside and out on Money Pit's homepage at moneypit.com. Well, whether it's your dream kitchen or one you've lived in for years, your older home's small bathrooms are probably less than dreamy. But don't bust out the blueprints just yet. Next time on the Money Pit, we've got big ideas for small baths. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Oh,